Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with our good friend, Todd O'Donnell. And the reason I say he's our good friend is you, you're going to hear me take jabs at him throughout the podcast. It's because we've known each other for, I guess, like, I don't know, 20 years or something. And we used to sit next to each other at Oracle at the end. Um, but we knew each other at Oracle for a few years while we were there together. So long history between us. He quit his job shortly after I quit my job. So of the first 30, 40 minutes of this is us just talking about life was quitting the right decision. How does he handle stress, his health? You know, what does his daily planning look like? How does he manage himself throughout the year? So we're just kind of reflecting back on that. And I enjoy that kind of talk. So we're really grateful to be able to sit down with a friend and, and chat about that kind of stuff. And then we worked our way with some real estate information eventually into this podcast by talking about um, insurance. And if you go with a, a an offer and you have to go firm because there's competing offers and you might not have time to do a home inspection, what are some of the red flags a property may have from an insurance perspective. So he goes through what some of those red flags are just so you're aware. So if you're in that situation, ideally if you're in that situation, you're working with someone who has a ton of experience who can almost act as a little bit of a, a guide between you and an insurance person or a home inspector who can identify some things for you and relay that information to someone who's qualified and get answers in real time. But if you have to put in an offer firm and no one is there to help you, there are some red flags you should be aware of from an insurance perspective, and Todd shares those in the last 20 minutes of this podcast. But the first 20 minutes of us talking about just life and business and the family and you know how we've survived the last decade and a little bit here. So good chat. He shares his contact information. He has been helping investors across the GTA and Rockstar members across the GTA with their properties for, uh, it's, it feels like forever now, but I guess it is about 10 years. So that is Todd O'Donnell and that is why I'm taking slight jabs at him. It comes out of friendship and love. That's why I'm doing that. And if you are listening to this and you are thinking about getting started with a friend or a colleague or someone's asking you about real estate and you don't know where to put them, the best or most widely downloaded book that we have is called Income for Life for Canadians. You can download that book or give them this URL and tell them to devour this information. That book has been responsible for, at this point, thousands of investors getting started. We think that book has been downloaded over 100,000 times, but we haven't checked our own database. We should. Um, last time we checked, I think it was like 80,000 times. That was a long time ago. So it's been downloaded a heck of a lot. It's called Income for Life for Canadians. It's the book that started it all here at Rockstar. You can get a copy of that book for free at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. If you are listening to this and you want to share something with somebody, guide them there. It's called Income for Life for Canadians. And you can get a free copy of that book at www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's it with the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. So, uh, yeah, I didn't think we were going to start with this. Mr. Todd O'Donnell is in the house with Nicholas Carazza. Um, but Todd, the, the, why is your dietitian telling you to take cream in the, sh in the coffee? Because I was just saying that I don't really think you should have 
cream in your coffee. When you make it, when I make you a great coffee, no, like you I were just, saying that grown men shouldn't have cream yeah, in their coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I've known Todd for a long time. I can be very direct. Yeah, yeah. Um, that uh, that you know, when I make you a great coffee, like I made you, and then you ruin it by putting a little cream in. I want to know why. And then you came, and I thought it might be the Irish in you. You know. Nice Irish cream. You're Irish. Can I say that in 2021? I don't even know what's allowed. Is that why people put cream and sugar? Because I don't know coffee. Because if the coffee's no good, they hide the taste of the coffee. Yeah, sugar. I've never put sugar in my coffee, but cream. No, they show uh, acid reflux issues. You said try cream because it might, you know, negate some of the acid from the coffee. Really? Really? So the cream. And this coffee was good. This was not great, by the way. My coffee was not great. No, it was good. You're just trying to make it. Listen, for anyone listening out there, Todd and I know each other for a long time. So Todd's just trying to be make a statement here. Yeah. The coffee was great. So organic coffee, freshly ground for you and brewed to your liking. Thank you, Mr. Crowder. Um, you're okay, though, with the, the stomach and the, the reason this is coming to mind so yeah. that everybody knows. Todd and I worked together at Oracle. We sat next to each other. Um, we yelled at each other a lot. We were going to quit our jobs when we started nine to five sucks. And our plan was to get onto breakfast television and quit on live on breakfast television. I think we had booked Harv Ecker yep. for a moment. Yep. The infamous Harv Ecker was booked. Yeah. And Is he still around? I think so. I heard yeah. he went to Asia and was doing a lot of events in Asia. Okay. Um, we booked him. I remember run Nick. I remember running around the floor at Oracle. We booked him. We yeah. booked him. He's coming to Ontario. We booked the convention center as well. We booked the convention center. And then. Down. And I think, so I had done all that. I can't remember what you d- did on your side of the bargain there, but then nothing I happened. delegated. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't quit on live TV. Instead, no. I went to NetSuite from Oracle and you, you, you went to Sleeman. Yep. And then, uh, and, and now you've gone full circle. You've not only uh, been in the insurance business with Desjardins, Insur- State Farm, now Desjardins. Yep. And um, you now bought a building in Hespler. Yep. And... Uh, so now looking back and reflecting, was it the right decision to quit and, and do your own gig? What, what, what was good? What was bad? What have you learned about quitting your job? I, I know you, I haven't prepared you for this. So. Yeah, no, and no. you regret not going out with a blaze of glory. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that would have been, yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, neither you are detail guys. It was the excitement. Of, you know, you know, <laughs> we were yeah, both the big picture fuck, guys. You know, like, screw you. Here we go. And then it would be like, screw the man. You know, <laughs> and not really doing the math. And okay, well, now what? Yeah. Like, we don't have a job. You know, we can't get a mortgage. We, have, we both had families. Yeah, both had families. Um, and I don't even know if I even 100% told my wife that we were going to do that. But um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we started around the same time as, as you guys, right? So. Um, you know, and going back to, you know, my stomach issues and, uh, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of that has been the stress over the years of, um, of being a business owner. Like it's a struggle, right? Um, but would I ever go back? Yeah, no way. Nine to five sucks. It, uh, it certainly does. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's all consuming as you guys know, you know, it's eat, sleep, drink your, your, uh, your business and it never goes away. And, um, but yeah, I would never, never go back to that. So you, you do think uh, some of the stomach stuff was stress related oh, and that was from sure. the business? For sure. Because when you were working, when you were working, I still thought about my work, but it was easier to check out. Yeah. Yeah. When you own your own business, it's just rolling around in your head at all times. Correct. Yeah. And we were just, I know before we got on air here, we were talking about my, uh, my cottage. So yeah, I had to spend, you know, half a million dollars to learn how to relax, you know, cause it's. You know, when you're around your business and you're at home and it's it's just all consuming versus... Okay. And I think when you're good at your business, which you've been, your business has been growing and successful. I, I know you have multiple locations now yep. and the whole bit. 
um, when you're good at it, you're almost your ego is rewarded for continuing because yeah. you're good at it. You do more of it. That ends up being a success. The success then you kind of, I'm not saying you physically pat yourself on the back or, but that's kind yeah. of what's happening. Your ego is like, wow, th- I'm yeah. getting rewarded for doing this more and more. So to check out on the weekend or for a week or two weeks at a time is extremely difficult. Oh, it's very it's almost like you're su- you're out of the nine to five yeah. rat race, yeah. but you're sucked in to the business building rat race. And if you don't have your priorities straight, you sell yourself that you're doing it for the family. Correct. What, what's the saying go that an entrepreneur is the only person that will work 80 hours a week to not work 40 or something yeah. like that, right? It's yeah. Like- yeah. And, and going back to family, like that's the biggest, you know, that's probably the thing that I've struggled with the most is the balance part, right? Because, you know, even when you're home, you're not there. Like you're thinking about this, you're checking your phone, like you're not 100% there for your family. And I remember early on, I like I wasn't there. I remember... Uh, sitting in the office, it was late one night, and Tara's like, are you going to come home for dinner, you know, maybe one day this week? And I'm like, uh, yeah, why? She's like, well, it's been three weeks since you've had dinner with us. I'm like, like you don't even wow. realize. Yeah, like, at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. you don't even but she, realize. But she was tracking But it. you're 80, yeah, I'm doing it for the family. I'm doing it for the family. Yeah. Well, am I really now? So, um, you know, I hit a bit of a crossroads probably maybe three years ago. So I've had the second location about five years now. So that was the Guelph location. The Guelph location. And, um, you know, it's funny. I ask a lot of my team and, you know, what's their goal of the day and, you know, what's their goal for the week and all that. And, you know, they send it to me every day, send it to the team, but I wasn't doing it myself. I was just running, running ragged and just running in a million directions every day. And, uh, I got this email that was so timely because I know you guys are big marketers. So um, I'm in a program called Strategic Coach. Have you guys heard of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I was just at my wits end, like, you know, just, you know, not sleeping, stressed. And uh, I get this email about entrepreneurs and help and becoming a CEO. I'm like, fuck, how timely is this? I'm like, you know what? I'll listen to your little spiel. So I went to London. And so I've been in that now. And it's, you know, I have to spend $10,000 a year to learn how to balance and relax. It's crazy. Like, it's, you know... Otherwise, you just, yeah, it's, 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 all but, but that's common. In strategic coach, that whole b- business, one of the main thing reasons people go there yeah. is to, for people that are struggling with their business, not, not so much struggling to grow it, but struggling to balance yeah. the two sides of things. Exactly. And I yeah. think that's what Dan Sullivan focuses yeah. on a lot. That's how he grew that business. That's right. What's one right? of the things that's helpful? Just prioritizing in a different way? Yeah. I mean, they're a big thing. And, you know, my 100%. Uh, do I do it that way? Like they've got their focus days, which is your, you know, making money days. So for me, it's, you know, stuff like this, like dealing with our, our partnerships we have out there, coaching the team. I don't do a lot. We're of making s- money right now. We are. We're oh, making money. Okay. You're a partnership. Yeah, oh, that's right. a partnership. That's right. Sorry. Uh, We're not friends anymore. <laughs> you are a partner. You are a strategic partner of, uh, of, uh, Todd O'Donnell. Who makes good coffee. Yeah. Um, and then the it's other a, one is, it's great coffee. Great coffee. Yes. Thanks. With cream. Um, and then they've got fo- like the, the the free days, and that was always the one. And I still struggle with it, you know. And I'm sure my family would say the same. Um, and that's where you're not anything to do with the business at all. You're not in it, and and it goes so far as to to say like you shouldn't even be, you know, working at home like on your house. Like you got to learn to relax. Um, whereas with you know, and I'm sure you guys are probably similar. Like I have to schedule fun. Like that's how I learn to relax. I have to otherwise. I'm just, I got to be busy, right? Um, which is... You find problems to work yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's awful. Like, it, it, it is terrible. You know, going back, I had to spend this money to, to, to learn to relax. 
So is that where you got the, cause I, I think over the last few years I've, I've, we've reached out and you've said, I'm doing some planning up at blue mountain mm-hmm. or something. You've like booked a day for yourself, yeah. which you, we've always been able to accomplish that through mastermind meetings that we've yep. joined where we've traveled to like San Diego or Cleveland yep. or Orlando. And those few days away, we're with other business owners yep. and it's quiet yep. so we can do our own planning, but you've been able to do it here by just kind of squirreling away yourself and doing some stuff. Is that from Dan Sullivan's stuff or is that something you just found yourself? No, that's something I'd always done. So I used to go to Blue Mountain. I used to stay at the, uh, you know, the Marriott up there. Yeah. Um, just because it's one of my favorite hotels in the world. So, um, yeah, I would just go up and just get away. <laughs> Was that a plug for Marriott? Yeah. Well, no, we were just talking about Blue Mountain. Isn't it the Westin? Uh, sorry, Westin. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's sorry, really yeah. number so one I must favorite. really love yeah, it. I yeah. can't remember the Hi, name. Hi, I'm Todd O'Donnell, uh, and I'm here to promote uh, the Marriott at Blue Mountain. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't exist. Right. You're saying, I'm nodding, but I'm like, wait a second, it's the Westin. I know the hotel. Uh, I know the hotel because my uh, son met Wayne Gretzky in the lobby bar. Oh, get out. Yeah, really? Yeah, he, I'm like, Aiden, that's Wayne Gretzky. Go up to him. Your yeah. father doesn't want to run up to him like an idiot. You go up to him. So the Oilers could have used him last night, actually. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, Can you? God. Four straight. I'm yeah. surprised. Man. Is McDavid going to ask for a trade? I think he's got a holy. Like, man. what the heck, man? Yeah. We got the. This is a generational talent yeah. stuck in Edmonton. Yeah. They've got. And I love Edmonton. How many first round draft picks? Remember, they had like four first round. First overall. Sorry, not first round. Like first Those first overall first draft picks are like yeah. Eberly's playing for the Islanders. Doing Taylor Hall. Taylor, Taylor Hall's in Boston right yeah. now. Was Nugent Hopkins a first round? Yeah, but he's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we got off topic there. They had the Russian guy that I forget that's no longer in the NHL, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but McDavid's next level. Like he's McDavid's oh, next level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't he score like, what, 105 points in 56 games yeah. this year? Something like that? Like, yeah. I was like, what? well, even his goal, you see the wraparound goal he scored last that night? That was stupid. Yeah. Like, how, who does that anymore? Yeah. Like, that was insane. Yeah. But. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, Gretzky was up at your favorite hotel. Yes. The Marriott yeah. in Blue Mountain. If anybody Googles the Marriott in Blue Mountain, good luck. Good luck, yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's something I had uh, I had always done. Um, and then I get my team to do it as well. But it was, yeah, just because you had... If you're in the office, you know, you just get pulled in a million different directions. So I, for me, it was always just getting away for a few days. And what just, were you doing those days? Just planning, thinking, nothing, reading, just chilling out? Yeah, reading. So I think, you know, I used to send you guys the note. Hey, guys, because I never read your newsletters. I read them once a year when I do my planning session. So it's picking through that kind of stuff. <laughs> like how ca- casually yeah. just says that. I never read your <laughs> newsletters. <laughs> I feel like I get one once a week. Once It's once a year. Here once a year. I do yeah. read them. Yeah. Oh, the I, weekly, I, the email stuff. No, no. no, no you're the actual, the big first yeah, class, supposedly first First class mail. You said, well, it's, it seems like once. A what week. do you mean, supposedly first class? It is first class. We're not putting yeah. it in bulk. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about you guys on the way over here when you guys first started doing that. And we, we were just talking hey, about. Thanks your, for making fun of our whole business. Yeah. As we, well, I'm going to make fun of it. Our more. podcast. I'm going to make fun okay. of it more. So we were just. Tom was talking about the the the, the build out here and all the details. Like, I'm not a details person and. I'm not either, but, uh, you know, I remember your first newsletters, like there would be spelling errors left, right, and center. And you guys were like, screw it. We just want to get it out. Yeah, we don't care about spelling errors. I don't think there's many spelling errors anymore because you probably have somebody doing that for you, right? But, uh, yeah, I remember that earlier. You know, that, that but was... that would go to strategic coach. I mean, he has some yeah. version of good is good enough. That's right. Oh, right? yeah, and that's just it, right? Yeah. Whereas a lot of people, you know, they struggle because they feel it's got to be per. You just got to do it, right? And that's... Um, yeah, and people will argue that all day long because there's that book, Good to Great. And, the, yep. and, you know, they're talking about like how you you argue this point. But I think an entrepreneur who's starting a business, mm-hmm. you need the, to build momentum. Good is good enough. Mm-hmm. And then once you have the momentum, sure, go around perfecting everything, make it great. Yeah. But to build the momentum in a business, to get the flywheel moving, you need to really push. Yeah. Like the energy for your business when you started, yeah. like, 
you knocked on, I feel like I remember a, a thousand doors or something like that, or 5,000 doors. Yeah, it was probably about 5,000, yeah, because we had to have 1,500 people we could call uh, that were interested in a quote when we opened. So, yeah, so you so. walked around and knocked on their doors? Yep. How many years ago was that? Uh, so I've been open a little over 13, so 13, 14 years ago, yeah. So we so walked it? around Cambridge and knocked on, like, I mean, that. But while he was living in Toronto. Yeah. 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 That's, that, that's the thing that, it's why I was watching Shark Tank with my kids yesterday because they like it. So they're yeah. like, hey, let's see what the next one is. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. just watch more Shark Tank. And, you know, it's why they all clap when someone's like, oh, well, how did you do this? They're like, oh, well, we bootstrapped this or we had to hustle this way. And yeah. everyone's like, you know, they start nodding right away. Yeah. Like, that's what so many people, I think, miss early on. Yeah, it's, it's the hustle. And it's a pain, and it's a pain. It's not easy. No. Right? But oh, that, that's sucks. cool, man. That door to door like door 5000. That's, that's looking, impressive. Looking yeah. back, you don't I remember Nick and I were paying for some mastermind group and some conference that was like we were going to fly back for 48 hours and go to another one with money we really didn't have, but we mm-hmm. knew it was important to pull ourselves out of the business and get exposed to yeah. new ideas for the business yep. for ourselves and for our mental state. We yep. need to hang around other business owners. At one point, one of our marketing efforts pulled out so well. Nick, do you remember that time we got like 300 or 600 leads and we landed back and we had to get the, the wives helping us stuff envelopes that one night that we were back? I don't you know. I don't know the specific. Everybody specific gathered at my, it was my house on my kitchen island and I remember we were that. all just going just, crazy. Yep. And, uh, you know, we were only back for a short time, but the marketing worked. And yeah. then we were trying to get all the leads, kind of this this package that we were sending out. And then we were flying out again. And you look back on some of the stuff that we did there with yep. no money. Yep. Like we were we were buying this, doing this stuff on credit cards. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think, well, I don't know if that was too smart, but you did it. And maybe you were naive, so you just put your head down. And you kept working. Well, I think it's naive, but I mean, you had no choice, right? Yeah, but but you were smart too. Like there was yeah. there was inklings of things happening. Right. So like with Todd, when, you know, yeah. you were knocking on 5,000 doors and I know it's a numbers game too. And, you know, a lot of people told you to get lost, and never come back. And then there's every so often someone's like, oh, actually, yeah, you know, you seem yeah. like a nice guy. Why don't you call me? So there are those inklings, even though it doesn't seem like it's working. It, yeah. it is. You know what I mean? A little by little. It's not. But there's nothing groundbreaking. that's like this is going to change my life by doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But the numbers, I mean, you know, and, and this is back in the State Farm days. Their thing was if you have this, you're going to be successful. Um, what was this? A certain it was the fifteen hundred names, right? And true names, and you know, this certainly isn't a knock anybody else that I started with, but uh, and I think I may have told you this before, but so we would train in Aurora, and then I would at night go out and knock on doors. But during the day, when everybody else went for lunch, I worked in that room and called all the commercial businesses to say, "Hey, can I quote your insurance?" So everybody was going for lunch because. A lot, you know, again, everybody's situation was different, but you know, my wife didn't have a job. So there was no, I had no option, but to the boats were burned. The boats were burned. So it was like, okay, well I gotta, this has got to work. I don't have an option otherwise. So, you know, when you go back to, you know, Carol stuffing envelopes, Tara, if you remember that, Tom, Tara, Tara, not Tara. Um, so, you know, when I had called on all these people, um, so at night she would call from say six till nine o'clock at our kitchen table from home, Hi, this is, you know, Tara calling. My husband knocked on your door. Uh, you know, we are you, are you ready for your quote, right? So it was a, you know, it was a family effort, you know, uh, you know, to do that, right? Um, it's amazing to see that you, how much you've accomplished. It was the Cambridge office first, then the Guelph office. Now you're saying you bought a building in Hespler. That's going to be for, the, you're going to move locations of the current Cambridge yeah, office? Yeah, I'll move the Cambridge office into that. So I've outgrown my spot 
now. And it's actually worked out well with COVID just because we, you know, there's not, I don't have an office there anymore. Can't your business be completely work from home almost selling insurance? You know what? It can. Uh, but, you know, and I was just reading an article on the weekend. I didn't read the whole article, so I don't remember who wrote it. But uh, Great. Very thorough. Yeah, I, 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 Share yeah. your details. wisdom from not, half not, the article. Not into the details. Just yeah. the details. Yeah. But so uh, Marriott you know, is waiting for your phone call. Yeah. And maybe it was the CEO of Marriott, but it was, uh, it was a CEO of, of uh, a U.S. company basically saying that, you know, um, people working from home don't have the hustle, right? Like it, it's not the same as when you're in the office and feeding off each other. And, you know, and, and, you know, we see that in my business. I mean, we're not, not everybody's in the office right now, obviously with what's going on, but you know, it, it, when we're all together, we're a hell of a lot better than we are. Yeah. Know, separate. We, we definitely found that just through, through chat, how everybody was keeping together through chat. For me, mm-hmm. I don't, I can't keep up with all the chat message. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't operate that way. I understand yeah. if you're a programmer and you're doing, you know, you're a team of programmers working together, but when you're in the office, out of the office, dealing with physical appointments and then coming in and doing some virtual stuff, it's too much to track yeah. and it kind of falls apart. Yeah. So Nick and I found that it was just more productive to have the team together. That, well, they found that too. That That's the feedback directly from our team as well. They yeah. were like, it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's not, yeah. it, it's not right for them. I just talked to a neighbor on the way here. I was talking to him and he's been at home since this all started. So he's been at home for over a year now. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he's like, it's kind of not like at first it was, it was one thing. So he works in, in Toronto, high rise building in Toronto. He's like, I don't know when I'm going to go back, but yeah. he's like, he was already had some flexibility to work from home, but he's like, it was better back and forth rather than, than working from home nonstop. Like he's, yeah. it's, it's too much. Yeah. Well, there's no separation too. So again, someone like myself who has a hard time separating work and family life, like, well, there is no separation because yeah. the kitchen table is my office. Um, so, so I even went ahead. So I, I actually just with the two offices, I'm not traveling in between both and I've got limited staff and, and our team in each office. So I actually rented myself an office at the Google building in Kitchener. So I've got a small little, it's like one of those communal office space things. I have my little office and I go there every day now because I can't, I just, I can't. That's just down the street from where you live. I need separation. Like I need to, you know, to keep the two. The Google, that's the, is, does Google have employees in there right now or they're all work from home? They don't, but there's another company that said as soon as they're, they they want everybody back. Right. So they're one of the big ones that have said, no, 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 we're not. JP Morgan brought everyone back last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. To to building capacity or whatever. Yeah. So which is 50% or whatever. Yeah. But they're putting, and they've, they said most of the banks, Wells Fargo's going September. Yeah. I know there's another one going in June. And these are these are in densely populated cities, mm-hmm. right? So then you've you've been better working at yourself then? You feel like you're handling stress better? I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, you know, my family might tell you different, but uh, yeah, like I you know, I think having a place to go and again, we're, you know, we're blessed that we do have a place to go and especially this last year that uh, you know, that has certainly helped, but consciously work like I think it's the it's the knowing that you need to work on it and um you know i'm, I'm assuming you guys probably are in the same thing like again it, it, it was so bad when the kids were younger like so you're me and you're my wife tara the boys would tell stories right here because they knew i wasn't even listening over there or i was oh, sort sure. of listening and not yeah. responding so i was like well screw it i'm not gonna bother telling him right so when it gets to that point it's like okay i gotta there's something i need to do here so um so yeah so that program's up and just you know I'm in a good spot. I got a great team that I can take a step. Good back on you and, being self-aware enough to yeah. know that you need to address that, man. Yeah, yeah. Life yeah. is short. His wife it probably is. his wife probably threatened him. What are you talking yeah. about? Oh she yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. He hasn't been home for dinner <laughs> good, in three good, weeks. Good on right? you, to yeah. you for getting yelled yeah. at and then figuring yeah. out you had a problem. <laughs> Way to go, Todd. Way to go. You got yelled at and figured <laughs> out you had a problem. No, but uh, okay. And so now, um, what's the? We, I wanted to dive into some some insurance stuff, but just you to sum up 
your adventure from leaving Oracle, Sleeman, going out on your own, this was something you would do again? What oh. have been the other than the stress? I guess what is what that have was been, a long time. <laughs> I, I, I think have, that is a no. What have a, been the positives other than the stress of starting your own business? Yeah, I mean, the, I I would really struggle going back working for somebody after you know doing it on my own for uh, for so long. So yeah, the, to me the stress. You is, were barely employable when you, you were know, like I when know, I saw I you. Know, so I, I, know, so, I so I'm convinced that's true. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would do it again for sure. Absolutely. I would, maybe not this industry. I would probably try something else. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, you talk about the flexibility. And again, I didn't take advantage of that probably for the first eight to 10 years. But, um, you know, having to leave early for a kid's baseball game or, hey, you know what? We're going to the cottage. We leave for the cottage now at three o'clock on Thursdays. That's what we do. Whereas, you know, working for somebody else. Yeah, try pulling that one off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like that part, you know, like actually taking advantage of the flexibility and, you know, and not you know, not having to listen to somebody else tell you stuff that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense, you know, which you, you know, you get over the years and, uh, you know, but that, you know, back to the stress part, like, I think, it, you know, it takes a unique kind of individual to, to run a business and be successful. Like, and I'm very, and this goes back to the stress and I'm very hard on myself. Um, and I think you need to be, cause if you're not, then you talked about success and okay, well you hit that. Okay. Well, that's fine. And you know, I've got a lot of colleagues that they've hit this and yeah, that's all I need. I'm fine. You know, I, I don't need well, Maybe that is fine and they have it figured out. It, it, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It could be, right? Whereas I'm always, okay, the next, the next, the next. And it's, you know, at what point? But, you know, as I grow and my team has grown, now I have a team in place that, okay, when I'm not there, I've got people that can. So that's interesting. What do you think Todd O'Donnell at 92 years old, when he looks back, how old are you right now? Uh, 46. You're four, You're only 46. I'm younger. Than I'm your too. elder. Yeah, I can tell I you that was great yeah, coffee then and you that. should listen yeah. to me. You what do you mean? You're looking more. at my hairline right now? Just so everyone's aware. Well, it's just Todd said I can see that he looked at my hairline and kind of just gave a face. Yeah, you do have a full head of hair oh. and you have the radio voice. But let's face it, that's about it. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> um, uh, what Tom's, was bi- it? Tom's biceps are bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was yeah. it? What was I going to say? I know. I mean, ninety-two. Something important. Yeah. When Todd O'Donnell's ninety-two, so you, that was good math on your part. Doubling forty-six. I'm surprised you're able to do that. That's no, good. I picked ninety-two for no reason <laughs> other than. That. And for anyone listening, Todd and I are good friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you're ninety-two, when you look back on yourself at forty-six. Yeah. What do you think your ninety-two-year-old self would tell you to do now? Work more? Work less? Change processes? What, what would the 92-year-old Todd O'Donnell tell himself? Yeah, I mean, I think even at 92, I'll be doing something work-wise. But yeah, telling myself, yeah, I'd be probably be more present, you know. And that's, I think, both at the office and at home in my family. Like, I do find even with my team sometimes, I'm, I have a tough, like, I'm all over the map sometimes. So, you know, be more present. And, um, you know, I would say, you know, get good people in quicker. Uh, to help you. And I've got, again, going back to my team, I've got a really, really good team. You must now. be proud of the team right yeah, now. You oh, said that I, have an, you... yeah, I have an amazing team. And I, so I'm able to, you know, I can do some of the stuff that I'm doing now and, and, and not sweat it and worry about it. Whereas in the past, it's always been okay. I haven't had the right people in place. You know, I have, you know, one person sort of helping me. I call her my VP of making my life easier, but it's not just her. It's the whole team. Um, so yeah, if I was 92, I'd probably say, yeah, get more of those people in place and, and do it earlier and, you know, just be more present. So you, it doesn't sound like you're going to retire then at 92, you're still going to no, be like, so what's the con, what, what is the goal then for you to you keep building this business and then just change the amount of hours, change what you focus on in your life? Yeah. Like I ideally, you know, would like to grow this existing business to the point where I've got a couple of people managing each spot for me that are, 
you know, they're now the SEALs and I'm just like the whatever coach for them. Um, and then, you know, I'd like to do something else. I don't know what that other business might be, but, um, I feel like with sports and something like that, Yeah, sports or, you know what, there was this, my wife was on Instagram on the weekend and, uh, completely unrelated, but this craft beer bottle shop just opened up in Galt in Cambridge. So they sell craft beer and ciders, but I'm like, well, it's not the LCBO or the beer store and they're not a brewery. Yeah. That's so your like, gig, dude. So I'm you, like, how the hell did these guys? Right? So there's obviously some loophole or some new license. I'm like, you know what? That'd be kind of cool. Like, but I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, like I have a tough time relaxing. So being completely retired and I'm sure you guys are probably the same. Like to me, that's, you can only sit around. I can completely relax in Croatia for four weeks. And then after that, it's enough. I'm like, okay, ready to get back. Yeah. Like I'm about a 10 day guy ish. You know, I've I've been away for two weeks. I was like, okay, I. I'm done. But yeah, for yeah. some reason over there, I can go right to four weeks. Yeah. I Nick, Nick's seen like I'll just totally check out. I'll stop email. Yeah. I don't care. My the pace of my walk slows down. My yeah. lunches get longer. Yeah, um, I like doing stuff. I don't mind doing stuff every day, even when we're gone. Yeah, like I'll I'll work. I'll get up still early. Yeah. I, I work yeah. out. I'll work. I, I, and if, if the family's not ready to do anything, I don't mind. But you're doing it on your terms. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, I don't like my. Yeah. To me, it's perfect. Like if I get up, I work out, work for a couple hours, and then I have the rest of the day. Yeah. Then I'm like, I just, I can completely check out the rest of the day. I don't care. Just for perspective, I bought Nick as a surprise gift because he likes working out so much. An Olympic lifting bar and some weights over there. Beautiful equipment. Beautiful. He's in the garage of this nine unit building where we have, uh, you know, we have like this, uh, I call it a two bedroom, but it's, it's like a bachelor attached to a yeah, it's condo. It's almost like two separate units. Yeah, so it's like a one bedroom unit. And a yeah, we call unit it a two bedroom, yeah. but it's this condo space that we yeah. have. And our brother, my brother-in-law is next door. So we kind of have the whole floor. Yeah. Um, and Nick, so there's not many people in this building, is, I guess, is my point. And then I get Nick this equipment. And when I'm there, because we overlap a little bit uh, every summer, um, and I think it was a week before I was there maybe, but you hear him moving weights around in the building and he's slamming the weights down. And this whole building, there's more rebar in this building than I think it needs to be. It's like triple the amount of steel is running yeah. through this. The whole building just starts shaking because Nick's <laughs> dropping weights. Well, I stopped, his, too. I his stopped doing that. We didn't realize how much at it like shook. At like 5.30 a.m. Yeah. in the middle of July yeah. when everyone's on vacation. But yeah, surprise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nick's realize. here. I'll tell you some other story. There's the chief of police of, of a region uh, close to us that knows the guy that we bought the condo off of. He's sleeping underneath like an olive tree to the side of the building. Like, I guess they got so, so drunk the night before. I shouldn't say that. I mean, everyone's <laughs> just partying and drinking. You know what? Grown men there sing songs. It's like yeah. a totally different experience. And cream right? in their coffee too. No, nobody <laughs> takes cream. No, <laughs> takes cream in their coffee. They definitely don't take cream. If it's a, it's a crap sure. coffee, maybe yeah. you're hiding it with cream. But well, you don't put cream exactly. in my coffee. That's why I put cream Listen, in the coffee today. They had a little. Bit, we were there too. Everyone's drinking. This guy, I guess, doesn't go home. He just sleeps outside under a tree. He doesn't know that Nick gets up at like 5.30 in the morning, no matter what. Nick gets up and starts running the hill yeah. right next to the guy. And the guy doesn't what does he crawl out from under the bushes or something like that and start yelling at you or something. No, I, I didn't even know he was there. He told. Oh, somebody, he, he, he told complained some, to somebody someone else. Someone else after he's like, "What the hell is this guy doing in that that, that time in the morning?" Hercules, this is a pretty <laughs> this guy's pretty rough character. I was like, Nick, you're lucky this guy didn't come up and start attacking you in some capacity. Anyway, uh, so uh, you're gonna keep going no matter what. Cool. Let's um, let's. Oh, well, what about you? What like at ninety two? Well, you'd be what? Say ninety four. Actually, you're a little bit older. So, so at ninety four. At ninety four, and you're are you you're ninety two? I'm ninety two. Okay, yeah. I'll still well, be. Maybe coming. I'm ninety three. I don't know. How. What lessons are you going to teach Todd that's when right, you're ninety four? Right. That's right. Yeah. You're my, you'll be my elder. Come on. Help you know what Todd will be telling me? Yeah. I wish I didn't put cream in my coffee for all those years. <laughs> I got these digestive issues. <laughs> so much dairy over uh, the years. 
I think at uh, at ninety four, I would like to be. This is going to sound crazy, but I would be like uh, like to pay everything back. As I want yeah. time on my, I want to have enough financial independence for myself and my family that I could be some sort of mentor to a younger generation yeah. and have accumulated enough knowledge to be a, a positive mentor that would actually be offering useful advice. Yeah. And I think you need to have enough financial security to do that, to yeah. be able to have the time to pay back like that. Yeah. So, so, here's, so what I'll, here's what I'll throw back. Sorry, I, yeah. I, I didn't know. No, so I'll say it's just important, I think, for anyone, for me to have enough financial security right into that age yeah. where I'm not kind of living a life that's, uh, you know, limited by any sense of lack. Yeah. I want to have enough yeah. freedom. Yeah, to, the money. Yeah, freedom of money. That's not the issue. That's not any, the yeah. issue. And my issue is greater concerns for my community, the person yeah. and the men and women next to me. How can I help my community and how can I pay back? Yeah. So what I was going to ask you guys is the financial security part of it. I get and it makes sense. Yeah. However, what level of financial security, meaning like so yeah. you were talking about your cottage, you yeah. were talking about a place in Croatia. I know we're looking yeah. at another place down south someplace like up, uh, one of the islands. So like mm -hmm. All that stuff then builds. And let's then, not hide it. it. We're looking for a tax haven. And one, <laughs> yeah. So, but no, but let's. Yeah. But, what's but, like, what's enough? Well, right? is well, that, yeah. It's, or, yeah. Or yeah. I mean, because if, if financial security is part of it, if you restructured the assets you have now, I mean, maybe yeah. today's the day. Mm -hmm. yeah. do, do you know what I mean? If you're just financial security, but yeah. if you keep going, accumulating other things, mm -hmm. then then that point of like you, this financial security is further down the road. So there's, there's another aspect yeah. that that you guys are driving after that isn't just that. Yeah. Right. And that's the question that you were t saying yeah. before, like well, uh, uh, what's uh, is enough, when's well, enough enough or whatever. Right. Yep. Right. So because if get rid of the cottage, get rid of the place of creation, get rid of other assets, you sit back. It's such like, a yeah, difficult question. To, I think in today's world with what's going on and it, we won't go down the rabbit hole of inflation and stuff too much, but it's such a difficult question to answer because in today's world, when the purchasing mm -hmm. power of savings and dollars is manipulated artificially by a central banking system it's tough to know the number yeah but like that's it's but really that's the difficult same thing to everyone fights with and that's why you get caught up in like well i'm doing it for the family but i just gotta work a little bit harder because yeah. i don't know if it's next year totally. or and next that's why i think that I'm gone, i think there's you know, some whatever. truth to the statement fix the money fix the world yeah. because i think if the money is true and pure and honest you can plan but right now, I think the best hope we have, and the reason, Todd, we, we keep talking about Bitcoin a lot, is it's the it's the closest thing we have to an honest money. And that maybe we can, in the next yeah. few years, plan to something. But it's hard to plan. I get it. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying, let's pull back yeah. from the money. So I yeah, like, don't go to yeah. solution. I'm just saying, if the problem's that, yeah. your deal, the way you're dealing with it is you're just like, okay, I'm just going to keep going until yeah. whenever. Yeah. Maybe right. it's it's Todd's approach that Rockstar gets to a point where we just kind of are contributing into the newsletter and some podcast, but we're not in any of the operational stuff at all. And to be fair, we're, we're, we're not doing everything right now, but we're still involved in the business. So maybe it's just elevating to that point. Yeah. I don't know if elevating is the right word, but like removing yourself from yeah. the day to day. Yeah. And that's, you know, where, where I'm striving to get to right now is, you know, all the stuff that I don't like doing or that gives me anxiety is okay. Who can do it for me now? Like I, I shouldn't have to do that. You know, just like you guys, like what part of the business do I not enjoy doing? Okay. Well, I need to find somebody to do it. Right. It's the same as, you know, we were talking earlier before we got on air about, you know, like I don't, I used to fix stuff or like do larger jobs at home and do a half-assed job because I'm not into details because I was cheap and or didn't have the money. Well, now I have the means and it's like, okay, well, do I want to do that? and spend eight hours when I can pay somebody to do it in two. 
right? So, you know, I'm at that point now where I can... It's funny. I've had a few people in the last couple of weeks say exactly that. I'm at the point now where my time is more valuable than the money I'm willing to part with. Is the financial security for you guys, is it, is it, if you had to look back, so you're 90, what's going to make you more secure at night? I'm 94. (laughs) I'm I'm younger than you guys. So I'm, I'm in my eighties still. Oh, I didn't think you were even around anymore. That's why we weren't even talking about you. (laughs) He'll be 89. He's still doing deadlifts at 89. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but what, um, is it income or savings? Well, I mean, right. I, yeah, so I have this a, financial security today. Is it, yeah. is it a bunch of money in the bank or is it knowing that there's, you have solid income streams? Yeah. Like I, to me, I think it's that, it's that income stream. And, and the simple thing for me is being able to do what I want to do and not look at a price tag. That's, I know it sounds very basic. But whatever that is, is it an income stream? Is and it? you're not talking about buying Lamborghinis and Ferraris. No, you just mean no. maybe going like, on a trip, whatever. going to the hey, restaurant. I want to take my wife to a nice restaurant and we're going to order the bottle of wine that we want and I'm going to order the cut of steak that I want. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and are we at that point now? Yeah, maybe. Um, but, you know, hey, I want to, we want to go to Greece. Okay, I'm just going to hire somebody who's really, really good at planning trips to Greece. And I'm not going to say here's our budget. It's I want to go to Greece. That's to me that, you know, that level of, right. But, so but, but so you're I, close. So you're close then. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm there now. No, I'm not Yeah, You know, Greece, there will be a budget this September. Yeah. If we get to go, but you know, to get to that point where, you know, obviously not extravagant, you know, I'm not buying Lamborghinis and, you know, my cottage is a cottage and I don't think, you know, maybe we add some room to it, but I don't need a lot. Uh, I don't need fancy things, but you know, that point where, but you did answer income streams. So it's income stream yeah. is what keeps you going, yeah. which is what we've always believed, why we talk about cash yeah, flow Yeah, income so stream and, you know, and just something to keep me busy, right? Like, again, I, I just, even at 92, I just can't see myself just, you know, you can only cut your grass so many times and, you know, like, what else are you going to do all yeah. day? So, you know. The s- reason I dive into it so much is because I think everyone, so many people, um, especially even like, as we work with a lot of investors, most investors aren't worried about where their next meal is coming from. Yeah. So the questions they're asking themselves are these types of questions. Yeah. And th- that's why I dive into it. I ask myself the same types sure. of questions, you know, and, yeah. and we're, none of us have the answer. We're all trying to figure it out. But it's, it, it's common to hear that similar type of answer, like, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to be able to do kind of what I want without having to worry about it too much. Yeah. But the thing is, and if you dive into it one level further, it's like, well, do you want to go to Greece on a private jet? We're like, well, yeah, I kind of want yeah. that. And yeah. then you're like, well, are you going to be able to do that? Well, no, no, because there's a budget involved, so I can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, where, what, what story are we telling ourselves and what are mm-hmm. our actions kind of lining up to give us what we... It, that's what, the only reason I'm diving into it because I, I fight with this myself. Oh, me too. The more know, so. I hear you say Every it, day. I think I think in the last couple of years, maybe we've been or, or kind of achieved a, a bit of financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Like I think the things that are occupying our time right now are more things we could probably hire for and move ourselves out of the business. But in the last year or two, I'd say for the lifestyle that I personally want to live, haven't really, it's been really good. Like when I quit my job, we went so negative that I was paying the property tax bills off the credit line of the yeah. house that had the property yeah. tax bill coming to it. Like that's how bad things were getting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then now after 13 or 14 years, I think the last couple of years, I'm kind of at the point where it's like the lifestyle that I really like, we can afford. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now maybe it's more accumulating the savings. So like the income streams are there. Maybe it's now accumulating the savings, but it's almost like kind of living the life I want to live. There's some things within Rockstar that I think we could both remove ourselves from. And that I think to, 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 for both of us would be a great next step. If we could remove ourselves from some of the things we're currently doing, then I think life, we're, we're really close to achieving something pretty, pretty awesome. 
You're waiting for me to say No, I'm just, <laughs> I, think I'm just re, I think I'm just realizing it for myself. Yeah, and probably, you know, the, the strategic coach, like he puts out a book like every, it's like a little paperback one. I know you guys have published one as well, but he's got this thing where he has to generate a book every quarter. And a lot of them are like little, you know, whatever. But the he had one which was more of a, I call it a real book that he sent out and it was called Who Not How. So that goes back to, you know, who... Who can do this for me? Like, who can do all the stuff that I don't want to do? So for you guys stepping back, it's, yeah, like, all that shit. I hate this part. Okay, well, I don't know. Who here or what's the kind of person that I can hire to do that for me? So that's kind of where I'm trying to get to. Yeah. It's a crazy life. And I feel now, I, I was just sharing that I got glasses last week or a week and a half Yeah, ago. I saw those and when I, I think, walked in today. <laughs> yeah, so at 48, I feel like, you know what it is? I think it. I think it's just when I'm in the electric light, no natural light for a little bit of time. I need the glasses. And uh, I think it's the first time that I've had any thinking that I've, I'm getting a little bit old. Yep. First time ever. Yep. Hairline didn't bother me, Todd. Yep. But the glasses is the first time that I thought, oh my gosh, I guess I'm getting a little bit, a little bit old well think about it we're so we were talking about this in the way from the cottage like you know we're approaching 50 so you know mike was just saying when you're 50 you're on the lap back yeah (laughs) you're on your way back and you know think about and christ it goes by quick uh because i was just talking to buddy on the way over here he's like ah 78 i won't make 78 you know or whatever oh we were talking about i'm like buddy you're gonna be 78 before you know it (laughs) right so you know 10 15 years ago i thought 50 oh my 50s old and it's like shit like i'm almost 50 like <laughs> i'll tell I'm you not old guy, when we right? turned 35 uh, a couple friends of mine reached out and said tom why are you always pushing and at that time at 35 i had just had been a nick and i had just started rockstar we yeah. just a few years in so yeah. i felt like you yeah. we had burned the boats and if i didn't push yeah. my family wasn't gonna have burgers for that never mind steaks yeah. for the barbecue we weren't gonna have hot dogs for the barbecue i had to push but i remember telling him at 35 nick i, I think you know the story that i'm gonna reference at 35 i said hey remember when we went to the clubs when we were 20 yeah. Like and he's like, oh my god! You're like yesterday. I remember that like yesterday. I'm like, and we we're reminiscing about all the money we spent, how many properties we could have bought just on like booze that we spent at the bar and those VIP passes. Bars had those VIP passes. If you spent enough in my era, anyway, anyway if you spent yeah. enough, they would, I guess, say, okay, we got a sucker here. Yeah, <laughs> we got a sucker. No, but then, let's give him a VIP card. Yeah. This guy will come back because he gets to use the back door. So yeah. we'd go to the clubs and what was the Burlington one? Energy or yeah, something? Yeah, we'd go yeah, in the yeah. back door downtown Toronto. NRG, right? And yeah. RG yeah, yeah, and yeah, Toronto. Yeah. There was like, f- there was fluid for a while, but then I think there was that one sin. But there was another one there. Then we had VIP into, and you always go and you spend so much money anyway. And he was saying, yeah, it was like yesterday. And, he, and I said, well, at thirty-five, we are now closer to fifty. Then we are 20. Yeah. And I said, remember how it went like that? Yeah. 50 is going to be here like a snap of the fingers. Well, yeah. I'm 48 now. Yeah. It has been like a snap of the fingers. Yeah. So when you say your buddy at 78, mm-hmm. and this is what's really coming home to me now is that time flies yeah. with all the perspective we have now, now that you're older. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So Todd, take us through some of the, you know, let's transition a little bit to the real estate market here. Yeah. yeah. Um, with people buying property, so anyone wondering out there, we're still seeing multiple, the market's still pretty hot. The stress test, I think, is going to come out June 1st or something like that? Yeah, first week of June sometime. First. I'm just looking like Todd's, Todd's got notes. Is that another article that you only half read that someone else wrote? That's right. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 The I put this one. The CEO of Marriott. This, Wait, is, this the, is a the C- tool for you and your team. Come hey, on. the CEO of Marriott staying at the Westin <laughs> Hotel. Right. He's staying at the Westin <laughs> at Blue Mountain. The CEO of Marriott. Because <laughs> it's a great hotel. Yeah. I think the, pa- the paper uh, shredders across the hall. We can just, yeah, just shred those papers. But hang on, hang on, hang on. That's not something we would ever hang share on, in our newsletter. Let's backtrack here. Let's backtrack. I think 
Don't point your finger at either of us, okay? I think Marriott owns the Westin. You know what? I think it actually is. I think if you I think Google it's the Western that, by Marriott. So, and the I reason I say because right. I have points and they're like some kind oh, of Marriott oh. bond board. You're one of those points guys. So there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. We just, I just pointed. I know we're getting off topic here, but I was had the uh, Coles in grade nine. So they were doing, he's in home ec or whatever they call it now. And they were doing credit cards and debit cards last oh, week. Oh, really? So I was explaining the like credit cards. I said, you only use them for the points. It's not as a, you know, that's why I, we uh, use a credit card, right? Western's so, owned by Marriott International. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, backtrack. <laughs> is it owned, or, man, right. is it yeah. owned or managed yeah. by it's Marriott? It's it's or whatever. A, on Wikipedia, at least, it says owned. Oh, no, Marriott.com, actually. Yeah. 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 Owned by Marriott okay. International. So a little bit of redemption, yeah. but we clearly know it's a Western. <laughs> a little bit. I'll give you a little bit back. So, the, so anyone uh, listening, the market's still hot. The stress test will likely be harder on first-time home buyers than anyone else. So the what the government's putting into effect, in fact, won't help the first-time home buyers and will, in fact, help everyone who already already owns assets to buy more assets because the first home, home buyers will be blocked out of the market. But we can argue and debate that all day long. Mm-hmm. I guess the market's been hot. Many people are buying properties without home inspections. Yeah. So we wanted Todd to break down just what are some of the red flags from an insurance perspective yeah. that you should watch for if you're buying a house firm and you don't have the ability or time to get a complete home inspection done on the property, which we don't recommend, yeah. obviously. But, but it's hard because it, you have to, right? Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. sometimes at Rockstar, we've been fortunate yeah. where some investors are selling properties, and because we know them, other Rockstar investors can buy them, mm-hmm. so we can structure the time that's required yeah. because it's not out on the open market, yeah. and that has been very useful. Yeah. But if we're on the open market, sometimes you're competing, and you have yeah. to go in firm. Yeah. So, what, yeah, can you break out what, from an insurance point yeah, of view? Yeah, I'll just go through. I mean, I put this together, and this is really, and you know, a lot of your team uses us as a resource where they're doing a walkthrough. Like, oh my God, there's this, Todd. Is this going to be and a problem? I totally appreciate right? you. Which is, you know, that's the value that we provide to you guys and and, and obviously our, our clients. And so well, just to clarify that, what our team does is yeah. uh, uh, they'll call Todd's team at Desjardins Insurance and say, hey, we're in a house. We're seeing this, this, and yeah. this. From an insurance perspective, is this siding going to be okay? Is this yeah. age of roof going to be okay? Is this yeah. type of foundation going to be okay? And you guys you know, graciously yep. take the time to answer that. So totally yep. appreciate it. Yeah. So I'll just whip through some of them, uh, you know, the main ones here. And you talked about roof. Yeah, obviously, you know, that's kind of an easy one. It's just having a quick look at the roof. Um, you know, you can still get. So you're sh- just looking at age of shingles yeah, to see if, if, they're, looks, cur- yeah, if they're, if they're, they're starting curling. to curl and you can, you know, then, then it, you know, the, you'll be able to get insurance, but you know, you may not have insurance for anything related to the roof, which obviously uh, people would want that. Um, you know, the big one we always get is the, is the you know, the electrical, uh, like the utility type stuff. So knob and tube is almost impossible now to find insurance. There's a few mutuals. That and you're still it. seeing knob and tube in the older homes? Yeah, so yeah, it's it's an old home that has knob and tube. So I mean, if you're going through a home built in the 80s or 90s, you're not going to see uh, knob and tube. But in the 80s, you might see... Um, Aluminum. Aluminum, which, you know, most, well, I'll, I'll talk how we are. We are okay with aluminum. If you get it inspected, the rate's a little bit better, but uh, there's no, um, it's not a requirement. Knob and tube, we won't touch and a lot of companies won't. So that's, you know, when you're going through and you know there is some, or, or maybe you don't know, but it's an older home and they're not, well, we're not sure. We did some electrical updates. Well, you know, you can run into a situation where it's like, you know, you're trying to close last minute and it's like, oh my God, we can't find anybody. to. Aluminum is a relatively easy fix. Like, do the insurance companies still take that if they need to do some fixes that they just, yeah. they, they, they cap the ends a little bit and then they just have to. Yeah. So our, our sort of preferred rate is when you, if it gets inspected and it says, okay, Nick, you need to you know do this and this. And once you've done it, then you would get that. Uh, and you have a certain day. amount of days to get it yeah. done, yeah. even after closing. Yeah, exactly. You know, knob and tube for us, we will do it for an existing client. Uh, that's buying a home, but we, again, we give them, you know, 45 to 60 days to do it. But if they're, you know, if it's somebody net new out there on the market, it just limits you and you're at the mercy of whatever they're going to charge you. It's like student rentals. Now there's only so many companies that do them. 
you're at the mercy of those companies. On right? electrical, with all the electric vehicles now, is that changing anything on insurance with people plugging in electrical vehicles? Yeah, no, it's not it doesn't for matter. us right now. Not a no, big deal. Okay. No, no. Okay. Um, uh, plumbing. So, the, the, you know, again, we're back into older homes. Now, we do get the question on, um, uh, I think I wrote it down here. What is it? So what's that plumbing, the plastic? Um, like PVC? No. Oh, oh, I, I know the type um, you're talking about. Yeah. Mark uh, Griffin was on here talking about that's the plumbing that breaks after a certain amount of years. Yeah, it's a plastic plumbing. Anyway, uh, we're, yeah, you know, we're okay with a lot of companies. Are I mean, that's the risk of, okay, if I buy this place because... So it's the, pl- just so everyone's aware, it's yeah. the plastic plumbing that's running your hot and cold water through the house where it's yeah. not copper. Yeah. It's actually plastic now. And there's a certain type of plastic and there's metal inside yeah. there. And after a certain amount of time, yeah. some of it's leaking. It leaks. So, yeah. So on that, and, and that's where, you know, uh, you know, on the insurance side, you can get insurance. Uh, but when you talk about leaking, like a leak, like a small leak that just continues to leak a little bit, that's not what insurance is for. Like there's no coverage for, well, I got a brown spot on my ceiling and it's been kind of getting bigger and bigger. Well, that's, that's not insurance. Well, what are you guys good for then? When the thing bursts, right? So knowing that it's going to leak a little bit, like as a homeowner, okay, was well, that something I really want to deal with? You know, um, do I want to buy a house where, yes, I can get insurance, but it might be that it just leaks a little bit and I've got a tenant bugging me that there's a brown spot in the ceiling that you are then going to be responsible for. Uh, And that's hard to, you can see that type of plumbing usually in the furnace room because if the whole house is finished, well, you'll see it sometimes under the kitchen yeah. sink. You'll, you'll see it in the bathrooms yeah. a little bit too. It's but. not the new stuff. The new stuff's all plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that it's, age. I forget the yeah, age, like 1997 Yeah, it was like a three, four-year yeah. window there where um, where you could get it. Asbestos, we get that one a lot. Uh, it's fine. Just don't touch it, right? But, uh, you know, some companies don't, uh, you know, don't. So that would be asbestos in the attic, asbestos siding. There's so asbestos, asbestos siding, asbestos flooring. You know, if you've got like a boiler, um, you know, they used to use it a lot to cover the pipes, right? Okay, um, got it. A, I'm convinced I've just ripped out asbestos stuff in the past. Oh, we have. Oh, we have both like, uh, oh, ripped yeah. out as, with I, no I, masks. Yeah. Cra- cra- oh, as crazy, yeah. as crazy yeah. and spooky as that sounds, we just ripped yeah. it out. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember my old house in Toronto. Um, I ripped out shit, and then we had somebody come in and he said, oh, my God, this is asbestos. I'm like, <laughs> is that why I can't breathe really? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> is that why when I run, I can't breathe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, asbestos is a... The other thing that people always freak out about, this isn't a, a yeah. more insurance related, but it's it's mold. People see like a little bit of mold, they're like, oh yeah. my God, it's mold. This is yeah. a big problem. Like, no, no, like mold exists everywhere all the time. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, so how does insurance... That's a specific type of mold that's actually... And, and yeah. amount that actually yeah. creates problems, yeah. right? But I don't think insurance cares really. It's not a mold thing. You guys don't get involved in those things, do in you? In mold, we don't. And, t- and typically the reason is mold is... It, it doesn't just happen like... Boom, all of a sudden there's mold one day. Like it happens over time, right? So it's a maintenance issue. Um, so if you've got a damp basement and just over time, over time, you don't deal with whatever that issue is, yeah, eventually you're going to get mold. And that's why, you know, it's... it's again, there's it's, much better companies now too that will go in and kind of take, oh, yeah. take care of any mold. Yeah. But, but to Nick's point, Yeah, but to Nick's yeah. point, what we've learned is that people just get freaked out when you hear yeah. mold. And we've, we've had people yeah. say to us things about mold in a shower, which is just, it's mildew. Yeah. Where the shower wasn't like wiped down. Yeah. Remember that? And then and we're like, this isn't mold. How many yeah. showers have mil- mold, some mildew in the corner yeah. of, yeah. you know, where underneath the caulking or something? Because, yeah, it's got to be ripped out and recocked or something. Like that's yeah. normal. Yeah. Like that's yeah. everyday stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and, and you know, um, I know somebody that's been trying to sell a home. But when you walk into that home, that's all you can smell. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can, you tell know, and if you're looking to buy a place and you smell like, there's a problem. Like yeah, if, yeah, if totally. you can smell it as soon as you walk into that home, then that's a problem, right? Yeah, we had we had that on one property. Was it Nick? Was it cat urine or dog or both? And oh, it was we had cat. a com- 
was it Cat? And we had which company was that? I forget. Service no Servpro. Sir was it Servpro? He was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edgar? Yeah. It was Edgar from Servpro. So, yeah. He came in and he he said something. I'm like, this is never going to work. I forget what he did to the house. They like smoked a smoke, it. Yeah, smoked it or something. Yeah. And that totally was, worked. They had something totally that was got rid of the, more aggressive than that. They had another yeah. step, but yeah. it totally worked and got rid of the smell. And it was just that smell that was like, I think it was in yeah. some of the, the flooring yeah. and you just couldn't get out of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they smoked the house and no one can be in there for like 24 hours yeah. and the smell was gone. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And insurance yeah. didn't pay for that either. Insurance, insurance really yeah. We don't really know why we get insurance, Todd. <laughs> so we just pay our insurance bills. That's right. Because apparently someday. On time. Yeah. You, you need, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, any other red flags? We do call Todd though. Yeah. It was yeah. almost on a yearly basis. Like, yeah. hey, we got another Yeah. Bill. What is this for? What's yeah. this one well, for? Well, because now? I don't know what Desjardins does, uh, but State I Farm, know. you get a bill. This is how you get a bill. Because again, I'm not good with details. So we get a bill and it'll say, Paul number you owe this much and i'm like i have no idea what this is we have a lot of insurance products from todd o'donnell which one yeah. are we paying that's a fair that is yeah. a fair comment yeah. oh no it, it is and yeah again if i could if i was in charge of everything uh that's just would be like something a little line of just, i just got one today at home like i can tell by the color behind that little envelope screen there like okay, i know what this is it's going to be you owe this for this policy, and it doesn't tell me shit about what it is, right? <laughs> Why is that not an easy it's, fix? I don't get yeah, it. But yeah. a description of uh, the policy. It sounds like it, but there's other things that need to be fixed first. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but that's what we're there for. You yeah. talk. What is yeah. this policy now? That's for? The that's annual th- email taught. Yeah. What the yeah, what fuck is this? am I so paying no, hold on, But now you know why it's not there. Yeah. It triggers calls to the office, that's and right. then the upsell. Upsell. Stuff. That's yeah. right. Pivot. Pivot. It's actually brilliant. Yeah. Got it. Anyway, other ones, I mean... You guys, your team does it. If it if it looks funny, just call us, and uh, you know your team is is pretty good at it. Or, okay, so yeah. foundation block foundation, you're okay with on older. We're okay, homes? but again, it just you know it that will help determine you know if you want that sort of basement water coverage, what you're going to pay. Right. Okay. So you can get it. What, what just, is the basement water coverage that you guys offer? So sewer backup, flood, and seepage. So, you know, okay. if you've got a block basement, well, your seepage premium is probably going to be higher than somebody's got a poured concrete foundation, right? Okay, got it. Because, yeah, Nick and I didn't realize that, or Nick, at least I didn't, all mm-hmm. block foundation homes eventually, and we own some, mm-hmm. eventually have a bit of seepage through the block because the yep. block is not solid. It's actually a little bit porous, which yeah. we didn't understand fully, yeah. that yeah. block wall. Yeah. Um, so you kind of get that. Yeah. Okay, so you can insure against stuff like this. Block, yeah. Yeah, again, it's just, you know, and it's... I feel it's, like that's new. You, I, Yeah, so we used to just do sewer backup, but now we do. And, and flood was never something that really any insurance company in Ontario covered. This is new in the last sort of few years, say three, four years, where natural flood is... is okay, uh, and then what about um, insurance when like half the roof shingles get blown off in a windstorm? Is that covered? It is, yeah. So... Um, you know, we will repair that half. So if the other half is not uh, damaged, we will repair the half. And that's where there's often some confusion. It's like, well, I want the whole roof done. Well, if we're able to color match it, that's not what insurance is for. It's not to, it's to get you back to exactly where you were prior to that claim. Well, you don't need a brand new roof on that side because that wasn't the one that was damaged. Now, in some situations, if it's a color match issue, we can't do, we will do the whole thing. But uh, yeah, like, you know, wind and acts of God. Yeah. Most insurance would cover, you know, anything else for investors that you think they should, uh, you know, do, uh, do tenants call you for what is it? Contents insurance? Yeah. And that's, you know, we obviously recommend that for a number of reasons. One that, you know, I think the tenants believe that the landlord's insurance is going to cover all their stuff. But the big one too, is like, if it's a big claim, um, the landlord's not responsible to put that tenant up somewhere. Like that's not their responsibility whatsoever. So if a tenant has their own insurance, then that will pay to put them up somewhere else. What happened on that one house that like burnt down? Who paid for the tenants? I don't want to say the investor's yeah. name because we don't have permission yeah. to share, but this yeah. is like 10 years ago. Remember that yeah. one house? Yeah, yeah. I think you yeah. handled it. Yeah, yeah. Who paid for the tenants? Because they were put up in a hotel. 
So they had their own insurance. So they had their own contents insurance. Yeah, yeah that all covered, their contents, the Because they're the ones who burnt up. it down. They were yeah. trying to put a water softener in. I think yeah. they were trying to do something useful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. And they burnt the whole house down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so their their contents insurance paid for their stay in the hotel while right. the house. And you guys, who paid to rebuild the house? We did. And then we also would have paid the landlord, like the uh, our client, the, the lost rent. Right. Oh, you! I forgot that you covered lost rent yeah. too. Yeah, because that's a big one because the mortgage company doesn't give a shit that the home's burned to the ground. They want their money every month. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, how am I going to pay that, right? Okay, any other investor ones that we should be aware? Okay, what about that one situation that dragged on between between us for years with the oil tank buried in the backyard mm-hmm. that no one knows? How do you cover on stuff like that Like that is not known? Yeah. You know, like when yeah. they those people discovered an oil yeah. tank buried in the ground, home inspector's not going to see that. That seems yeah. like no one's fault. Yeah. Well, how does that, what's the best way to protect against that? Just having insurance, I guess. Yeah. Having insurance. The issue is, you know, having an oil tank is an extra endorsement, right? So, but an old oil oil tank buried under the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and again, you know, that's why you guys, you know, got involved. It's a liability issue is okay. All right. We may fix to have this, but who are we going after now that maybe should have known about this or had some knowledge. And that's Mm -hmm. why you sued us. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Just so everyone's aware. That's how the relationship we have. That's why it went full circle. We refer business to Todd O'Donnell. When he has to cover insurance, he will then sue Rockstar to recover the costs that they yeah. We still somehow have a you know, great relationship. See what kind of people we are. We still have yeah. a great relationship. You know, that, that, you that thing just got settled like yeah. I know, a recently. couple of months ago. That took yeah, like, yeah. I feel like six, seven it's years. A long time, yeah. yeah. And that's why you guys have that. You know, you have separate insurance based on what you do for yeah, them, totally. that covers yeah. that kind of stuff, right? So, yeah. That okay. was a weird one because like the a windstorm caused a branch off the tree to break, fall, and then damage that tank. Mm-hmm. And that's why there ended up being a claim at all. Yeah. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been, no one would have known. Yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't have yeah, been Yeah, would have sat there for another 200 Which years. Which is so right? weird. Yeah. Like, it's I like the, this windstorm came and did it, and then somehow the liability gets spread all around. Like, that, f- from a legal perspective, for me watching the whole thing, I'm like, yeah. that is weird. Like, how is how is anyone getting, like, you know, how does that be like, how does it come back to anyone else involved in that transaction? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just an insurance claim. I'm like, it's a windstorm. It's not like it was a yeah. faulty thing or anything. Yeah. It's... Yeah, and in a regular situation, if it was just damage to the pool shed, it's a simple claim. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's when we get involved, that's okay. Well, because it was the price yeah. for the oil and stuff like that, then yeah. the insurance company wants to recoup So that investor, can, right? did their premiums go way up, I guess? How does that yeah, work? How do premiums, okay, so yeah. how do premiums, what do we need to be aware on premiums? Yeah. If I call you and, and I'm going to hit my pay my deductible, yep. next year are my premiums going up on my rental yeah, properties? Yeah, so you may see a premium increase of, say, 10 to 20%, and that's why... You know, we will, depending on what the claim is, we'll typically uh, recommend having a contractor. You can use one of our preferred contractors to go out and let's figure out an estimate and what the cause is before you open a claim. Because a lot, we run into some situations, especially people when people call after hours, is that they call the open a claim and it's, oh, well, it's $800 and your deductible is 1000 So now you've got a claim in your record, which that type of claim, because it's a zero payout, wouldn't have much of an impact, but more of a situation of, okay, it's $3,000 damage. My deductible is $1,500. If I want to continue to invest and buy more properties, do I want to have a claim on my record for basically a $1,500 payout? Is that the most common mistake you see people in general make, investors or not, with insurance, that they're doing claims when they maybe shouldn't be? I mean, it's one of them, but that again, it's their choice. What a biased response that is from an insurance guy. Hey, Nick, (laughs) what a biased response that was. You know, we never deter anybody from making a claim, but, you know, that's what we're there for. We're there to make a recommendation. Hey, this is how it's going to impact things. You know, is this, hey, if you want to make a claim, great. So what's the other, what was another common mistake people make with insurance 
I guess there's really not. It's well, just it's, making, you know, coverage. I mean, you know, there's different types of policies out there. You know, are they getting the loss of income coverage if, you know, for the tenant? Are they getting the water coverage? You know, we, it's like any other insurance. A lot of people just shop on price. But and if, if you're just shopping on price, you know, a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah. So what's the mistake when they shop on price that they're not getting some of the coverage they need? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, co- the coverage and what is the most common missing coverage that you see? Uh, Sewer wa- backup? Yeah. Water. So that basement water coverage. Uh, policies that don't cover the uh, the payment of rent, um, we'll see that. Or I mean, even do a case depending on the property, like what we call a named peril policy, which is basically okay. We're going to cover you for these ten things. If it's not that, you've got no coverage. Versus your home and you know the, the policies that we have for uh, majority of rental properties are what we call all risks, which is okay. We're going to cover everything possible except for these few exclusions. But there are other reasons too, like different insurance companies will have different rates in different yeah, areas absolutely. because of that, which, yeah. which I find interesting yeah. because yeah. if they, you know, if the replace, if you're doing an, uh, 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 if you're running the replacement costs on a property, yeah. your replacement costs should be kind of similar yeah. to, and, and then all the insurance companies yeah. base the risk on the area. That's right. So the risk should be yeah. roughly the similar. So I'm like, why are these policies so different? But then yeah. you explain once that like, yeah. I, what is it? Just there's spe- like some companies will, fo- depending on what. Uh, what policies they have on their books. They'll yeah. focus more on different areas, so yeah. that will impact the price and stuff like that. Yeah. So like one one year, Desjardins, for example, might be uh, have a more price competitive policy yeah. on something. The next year for the same type of product, right. it might not be as competitive as it was. Yeah. Right? Yeah, any kind of insurance, auto, home. Like sure, yeah. We yeah. might be the most competitive this year. I guarantee you when you shop next year, you'll find three companies that are cheaper, right? Um, and and it's just because of the stuff I explained or something? The stuff something you explained else. or maybe one company's okay, hey, we want to grow and we're going to take on yeah, so more, right? So so uh, cut margins to get, yeah, get a little bit. we're going to bring on a whole whack and then what happens is then they got to shed some of it. So it's a cycle. Because right? on the back end, are you guys evaluated on how many claims are put through on the policies that you hold, like you sell as your, your office or no? It's measured. It certainly yeah. is measured, um, but it's not, uh, hey, you've had too many claims this year. You can't write any business. Uh, do they use the DJ voice like that when they, they do? do. <laughs> they do. Uh, but yeah, it, it is certainly something that's measured that's looked at because, yeah, if you're continuously unprofitable, and you know, we find it more on the auto side than on the, on the property side, but yeah. Yeah, because that's when there's yeah. stuff And that's, on you know, there's a lot of, you know, in, in our case and a lot of brokers where it's a case, yeah, okay, if you're continuously not profitable, Nick, you cannot write auto. We won't take any business from this broker. Hmm. Right? I know fraud in the auto side was for a period of years when I was following it, it, mm-hmm. it was like just jumping year over year. Yeah. Are you guys still seeing that? that? Not necessarily you guys with your policy. Yeah. But I'm seeing the industry as a whole is oh, yeah. fraud, like auto it's, insurance yeah, it's fraud. It's still so, huge. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's still increasing? Uh, I mean, I don't know the impact of this last year whether yeah, it's still okay, increasing just because, you know, sure. with the fewer volume of cars on the road. But yeah, it's it's... I mean, you've heard about those tow truck wars, right? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know why? Yeah, it's, they're, they're the start of it all, yeah. right? Not, you know, again, nothing against tow truck drivers. Most of them are legitimate, but, you know, it's, that's where the, it starts. Then, it's, it's funny. I've seen a couple of videos just on the 401 of people with dashboard yeah. cams. Yeah. And the guy, like one specifically, the guy reversed into the car. If there was in traffic, they, he reversed into the car behind him. And then he gets out screaming, going, oh, yeah. this, you know, like, and the guy like had the camera footage, yeah. and you could see that the guy reversed. Thank God into he had him. the camera. Yeah, I didn't even realize that that's what they're doing. Yeah, that's what they're doing to cause. Yeah, because if there was no camera, then that you know, you know that's how an do you prove that? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, well, okay, you were on the highway, and this guy's bumpers, you know, yeah, it's obvious. In. You it's must ob- have exactly. So it's a guy in just some other car that reverses yeah. into you. Yeah, and then I don't know the whole, the rest of the, I read it at that mm-hmm. time, and I, like how they 
how they profit from it afterwards. Tow truck pulls up. He knows it's going to happen. Takes you to the body shop. Oh oh, man. Yeah. The body shop, the, you know, the physio, like it's just a whole network of, um, Oh, got it. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy, eh? yeah. I didn't know. So yeah, that, I haven't followed it. It made me think about. Yeah. That. I'm like, hmm, those dashboard cams are coming real oh, handy. Yeah, absolutely. Except when you do something stupid, then it's proof of you doing something stupid. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's not the good side of it. <laughs> <laughs> Delete that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shit. Yeah. Todd, man, appreciate this. I guess we're gonna have to come back when we're we're uh, 92 and 94, that's and Nick right. is the young 89 yeah. doing deadlifts. How much? How old are you? Five years. Just turned. No, it's 86. I just turned 43. Just turned last week. Okay. I guess no, last it's five week, years yesterday. apart. So when I'm 94, you'll be 89. Oh, but if we double 43. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. So he's not very good at math. We're yeah. doing, <laughs> we're math. I was saying I'm 94. Yeah, I got it. I yeah. got it. I got it slow. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to all come back and chat about this. Sounds good. Take care of yourself, man. All right. Todd, thanks, guys. I just want to say, yeah. hey, thank you for, I mean, you've been working with different Rockstar members now for, I guess, over a decade. Yeah. So thank you yeah. for everything that you've been doing, and yeah, uh, thank you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, different, I, I didn't. I didn't say thank you. Yeah, <laughs> different <laughs> challenges over the years, man. But yeah. yeah, to you and your team, and uh, you guys have always been a great resource for us. So just thank you for doing everything you're doing, and thank you for coming on here and just sharing information and talking and supporting investors the way you have been. Really appreciate it, man. This is uh, this is what it's all about. So what are you, you're about to, you're gonna, no, I'm waiting you're, for the hug here. This yeah, is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do people find Todd O'Donnell? Uh, best thing website insurancetodd.com that's the easiest way the yeah. names and the yeah. URL even, right. eh? yeah. insurancetodd.ca couldn't yeah. be you know the best insurance you can get .ca yeah. insurancetodd that was taken yeah. <laughs> <laughs> insurancetodd.ca and you'll .com. get .com oh sorry sorry insurancetodd.com and you're based out of uh, Cambridge and Guelph but you've been helping investors right across the GTA right your offices yeah, all are there Ontario, yeah. but yeah, been, as you guys have sort of grown and gotten outside of the markets you've been in yeah we help people Barry, Sudbury. You must be seeing you know, a lot of Niagara. Yeah. Niagara, yeah. Welland. Yeah, yeah, that's huge down there now. We're yeah. pulling you in places you never thought you'd go, yeah. probably. Yeah. But uh, awesome. Thanks for this, Todd. Totally appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that chat with Todd and Nick and myself. You can find more and learn more about Todd at insurancetodd.com. That's insurancetodd.com. And if you are listening to this and you want a real estate resource to share with a friend or family member, you can direct them to a free copy, a free digital copy of the book Income for Life for Canadians at this URL. It's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That's rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash books. That is it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.